0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back into the uh, 1 o'clock hour here. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you. At one twenty, we will head to Ames, catch up with Dylan Monts, Ames Tribune. Uh, Matt Campbell had his press conference today along with uh, some of the uh, players that were made available. So we'll catch up with Dylan as the Cyclones head on the road to take on number 3 Oklahoma, where they are. What's the latest you saw, Trent? About four touchdowns? 28, 26, something like that? Yeah, it's been
2: moving around a little bit. I would guess a lot of initial money maybe on Oklahoma would move it there. Because 25.5, I think, is where I saw it open myself. Then I saw it at 28, and now 27. All
1: right, I'm online. So the first game I saw, Iowa, by the way, opened at 20. They are now an Mm 18-point favorite. So that one's tightening up a little bit, which I could see happening. Where is the Oklahoma-Iowa State game? Here we go. They opened up at 26.5 across the board in Las Vegas. It is now a 28-point number. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma favored four touchdowns. So neutral field, well, you know, <laughs> <bother> <laughs> we don't need
2: to be breaking down a
1: twenty-eight point line. No, hey, let's same. spend a couple of minutes on the NFL. Dillamont's coming up. We'll we we'll get obviously back, and and I should, probably should squeeze some baseball in his baseball's yes, regular yeah. season has uh, come and gone, and we get set for tomorrow night. Twins and the Yankees. Twins are twenty-two to one to win it all. <laughs> to win it all. Twenty-two to one. Twenty-two to By one. By far the biggest number out there.
2: Well, this is not a team certainly built to win in the postseason. Can they beat the Yankees? Yes. That's my question. It's one I game. agree with it's you. It's one game. If it was a series, I would tell you no. But they can, they can win tomorrow. Funky things happen yes. in baseball every single mm-hmm. day. We, we saw the Phillies sweep the Dodgers. I mean, things happen. One game, absolutely, with Irvin Santana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. He pitched well against them a couple weeks ago when they played the Yankees, though they lost that game. And the Twins got to Severino a little bit. Uh, he only pitched three innings the last time out. Now, a little fluky, and we we're watching it that afternoon, and we know things got away for the Twins a little
1: bit. Oh, that, that did they have a four nothing? What three nothing lead, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: and it quickly dissipated. Yeah. Judge, I remember the game. Gary Sanchez back to back, back, to back. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Three three, and it right. was over 11-4, right. I think finally. It was a blowout it was at the end. A blowout yeah. in that one. So that was a getaway game, wasn't? It? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. And uh, no, but it's one game. It's baseball, and that's that's why I love this spot as a Twins fan. Is because if it was a series, if there wasn't the wild card and just here you are, I'd be dreading this because mm-hmm. it's the Yankees. And we know what happens when the Twins play the it Yankees. It doesn't go well. They get they get throttled. They don't right. just get beat. They get throttled. Right. One game. And, and to change the, the trajectory, the thought process of an organization because for the last 15 years, whenever they've been good, that's been the roadblock seemingly every time in front of them. And they're not good enough to get past it. But... Michael Cadyer is not going to be there. We're not going to see Juan Rincon strut out of the <laughs> bullpen. It's not going to be well, at the end Glenn Perkins and and some other guys in the bed. Joe Nathan had some. Awful By
1: the times. way, did you see Glenn Perkins' final uh, uh, final appearance on yeah. the mound? That was pretty emotional. It for him. was. Yeah. yeah, and you got his face it. in the towel. Yeah, mm-hmm. Minnesota kid mm-hmm. went
2: to you. Up mm-hmm. there, went to Minnesota, yep. got to pitch for his hometown, and what he's gone through the last couple of years, just physically. Right. And Perkins, he'll, he'll resurface. He'll, in fact, that might be a name to replace Burt Blylevin on the broadcast. In the booth, yeah. He's an uh, outspoken, fun, analytic guy, but uh, he gets the media. You can tell that's probably his next step. He'll he'll mm. show up in K-Fan or 1500 or something up there doing something. But uh, And yeah, they're like us. They love their Minnesotans. Mm. We love our Iowans here. They take it even, I think, to another level than even we do down there. But, yeah, I'm excited about t- tomorrow night. I am, too. But I got a problem. I told you about this about a week and a half ago.
1: I have forgotten what is, What's your problem?
2: I'm calling a volleyball oh, match tomorrow. Oh, yes,
1: that's right. That so, is a problem. So what do I do? And, and people can help me out. Shoot me a tweet. Trent, there's only one thing to do. You bail on calls. <laughs> <laughs> I need the money, though. Well, that's, that's the problem. But your team's in the playoffs. My team's are in the playoffs. In an
2: elimination game. One and done. What kind of fan are you? It's like a game seven. So I have two options. Either shut off the phone. When I get in the car, no radio. Drive home from Carlisle Do you know how hard
1: that is? I mean, there, there was a time before Twitter, yeah. before phones. You could get by. Sure. You I mean it was? It was difficult. Uh-huh. You had to watch who you were talking to, or if right. your phone rang, you know. Before you had an internet in your phone, you would is no is this a Twins fan? Is this probably going to burst my bubble? Oh, or, right, right, you know. Um, Shut I, it well, down. D-D-R- I think you follow along. I think you follow follow along. along. And then
2: is there a hot spot in Carlisle I can get to right after the game? There's got to be a bar in Carlisle, right?
1: Yeah, for, yeah, for sure.
2: Help me out at Trent Condon on Twitter. Where's the hot spot in Carlisle to watch the so, game? So,
1: what time will your game be? Will your volleyball game be over? Eight
2: thirty-ish, I guess, right in that range. Or this is the other idea. And
1: it first pitch is seven,
2: seven ten. So yeah. you'll get there in the middle of the right. game, or have somebody text me, not what the score is or anything, but about that time. Either go home and watch it, or don't even worry about it. Just flip it on. It's either a blowout one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other option. I don't know if I like that one though, because my friends are kind of a holes and yeah, they no, probably just be mean You're to me. gonna know, yeah.
1: right? Right. Uh, I I think you keep up with the journey game, Trent. Yeah,
2: me, <laughs> baseball in my left hand, calling volleyball <laughs> with the voice. I, and
1: and who are way. you doing tomorrow, Carlisle, and who? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> good show, good game prep on you.
2: Yes, yes. You
1: should that, know that Carlisle team. You won't know the other team on the that, other that starts side of tomorrow. the tomorrow.
2: I Ballard, is the Bombers, okay. is who they have. But uh, I'll know that by tomorrow, don't
1: worry. Uh, let's get into some NFL for, for a couple of minutes here. Yeah. Uh, the Dalvin Cook thing, clearly a blow to Minnesota. It's fu- not funny. It's, well, it kind of is funny. The way Twitter reacted to the injury, right? What was the first thing? Oh, they need a running back. Hmm. Let's connect the dots. <laughs> Who's coming back from London and saw the field? What two saw two carries? Um, knows the playbook. I mean, Adrian. Does it make sense at all? Not one iota. I I really I can't see it. I think as a whole, the organization would the has fan moved on. base like it if to bring back AP. I mean, don't forget he started the week on the other side of the field in a different uniform. I think he said all the right things. He has.
2: Yeah, you're right there. But it's Minnesotans, yeah. They they love the comeback story, so mm-hmm. yeah, they they would probably buy in. But I think the organization from the top down, they've moved on from that. You know, they they stood behind them after the switch mm-hmm. and, and everything that, that was happened tough to there. do. I am assuming too. Yes, absolutely. And and the sponsorship
1: and rightly so. Yes, by the way,
2: the sponsorship that they lost mm-hmm. and all those things. But I think they're ready to put that chapter behind them. I I just don't see I don't see that making sense
1: to me. You know, it's too bad. Can you because... buy it. Um, I don't know, but I I mean, watching him and there's a reason he's the number three guy in New Orleans. The other two guys are better than him. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if Adrian Peterson was better, he'd be playing, right? Uh, I I don't know the answer, Trent. I I just know that it's so unfortunate because this is a good football team. I think that that defense is absolutely legit. Um, Xavier Rhodes is is really really good. The linebackers, although Kendricks didn't have a good day yesterday, he missed more tackles yesterday than maybe any Minnesota game I've seen. The front four is legit. Um... Good receivers, Diggs is terrific. Thielen is a wonderful story. Rudolph is uh, is a tough cover. Uh, the offensive line is better than they were last year. The quarterback is out now. Not that Keenum cost him the game yesterday. He didn't, but it's just you know their snake bit. I don't yeah. think there's any way around it. It's a tortured franchise. Yeah, fan it
2: is up there. I mean, look uh, at the Super Bowls through. that they've yes. lost for crying out loud. Yeah, the Super Bowls, the NFC Championship games from. Getting throttled by the Giants, 41 nothing. too. Gary two. Anderson missed. Gary Anderson. Who yeah. hadn't missed all year. Yep. It's it's interesting because— I think we what, 14—15-1 or 14-2? 15-1. 15-1. Yeah. 15-1. 15-1. People
1: forget Atlanta
2: was fourteen and two that year. Sure, it's
1: a pretty good. Dirty, but bird Minnesota, yeah, true. But Minnesota, I think, was a better team. Yeah,
2: and to think back and see Broncos, Vikings.
1: Well, I look at, it and I was scared to death going into that NFC I Championship bet. game because I thought that that was the what we were going to see. Mm-hmm. I thought Denver, who'd beaten Green Bay to win Super Bowl, was at thirty two. Yeah, thirty three is upcoming, and it's going to be Vikings and that high powered offense against my Broncos. But as we know, Chris Chandler or. Well, Randall Cunningham. Yeah, no, I know. But you know what the talk was going into that Super Bowl? That Chandler's the best quarterback on the field, always done. (laughs) I'll I'll never forget. Wow. Never forget. Now, they were right. He was done after that game. Uh But, uh, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, your team, Trubisky, the fans get their wish. I think it's the right time, Trent. Yes. I I really do. I understand what the Bears were doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't going to be a factor in that division. Not with that schedule. Not with that schedule. You're 100% right. Let the kid watch for a month, see what it's like to play in the regular season in the NFL. The mini buy. everybody pointed to it. It's the right thing. I give the Bears credit for, for showing the patience that they had to have shown because they, God knows they heard it. The defense is making
2: steps forward. They're... they're... You don't get in there mm-hmm. now. The Packers are just the Packers, and it was Aaron Rodgers. But you know, you can see the pieces that they're building there, and now this is the next step. You got to figure though, what's going to happen with John Fox? He was put out there knowing we're not playing the kid right away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to have the same question week after week, time after time, every time I talk with the media. That's all people are going to talk to. Is he given another year for being the well? Good he's a soldier? defensive
1: coach, and I wonder if that. I I wonder that Trent. If it was. A Kyle Shanahan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. McVay. Guys that have offensive pedigrees yeah. in the head coaching position. If you've got a rookie fr- you, a guy, you want to be the franchise court. You don't know if he is. You certainly want him to be. Would he be better off with having his head coach an offensive guy? Right. Fox is a defensive guy, as you know. So... All right, Fox is on. We're going to
2: bring in the next McVeigh, the next right. Shanahan, whoever, you
1: just wonder, whoever that next guy is. Could you? I could see that happening. Yeah, it you? makes
2: it makes sense. I just kind of wonder, big picture, if since he has done kind of what he was told by yep. Pace and company, right? If they do give him another, mm-hmm. year. because the defense is making steps, still not quick enough, in the injuries, and Trevathan's going to be suspended, and. The Floyd draft pick still drives me crazy. Oh, my God. He just can't
1: stay on the field. When he's healthy. Yeah. No, he's good. But but, but when they drafted him, you thought, this guy's not big enough to play that yeah. position in the NFL. 215 in the NFL. No. Not going to cut it. You can run like a deer, but coming yeah. off the edge, right. you need you, you, you you to have the right body million. type. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or Khalil Mack. And those boy, help. those two put it on show. I'm glad you brought that. went to that game, because I got something I got to get off my chest. Okay. I was going out of my mind yesterday. Going out of my mind. Pacing? Right. Well, yeah, I was excited about the game, right? Yeah. I was yeah. excited. to I me mean, two AFC West teams, one of them's going to be 2-2, two and two, two games behind, theoretically behind the Chiefs, right, if they win tonight. Early game, Ravens-Steelers over in plenty of time. Dog of a game. Was like, it was bad. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. But no fear of overtime, no fear of the game running into the game of the week coming up at 325 on KCCI. Now, I have the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. Right. So, as part of the lineup of games, there's the Raiders and the Broncos. But if you go to the NFL Sunday ticket, you're blacked out. They want you to watch your local affiliate. I have no problem with doing that. Yep. My local affiliate, for whatever reason, and we're going to have Andy Garman on. He doesn't know yet, but I'm going to try and get him on tomorrow because I need an explanation. So, 325 rolls around. Yep. And I'm watching... The Jets, not the Winnipeg Jets, which I would have no problem with. The New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Name me two more unpopular teams in Des Moines, Iowa than the Jets and the Jags. Difficult to do. It's tough, right? Yeah. In the NFL, there's 32 teams. The Jags are clearly in that conversation. Yeah. I don't know who the other one would be. Jets, the way they've gone in the last few years, maybe it's them. But at 325, comes and goes. Twitter says... The Raiders have have won the coin toss. They're going to defer. I keep waiting for Channel 8 to switch over to the game of the week. Mm -hmm. And again, this is coming from a Broncos fan, so I know people are saying your bias is getting in the way. But did anybody really need to see the end of Jets, Jags, or would KCCI or CBS affiliates across the country been better off switching to the game that everybody thought that they were going to see at that point? It's a tight game. It's a close, but it's the Jags and Jets. Uh, who, who? I mean, give me a guy on the that might be on your fantasy team. And those two, th- Fournette, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Blau so Powell, okay, but how many? What draft? What round did he go in? Thirteenth, right? He's on some. He's on your bench. You are right. not playing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so for fantasy reasons, nobody even cared about no, the game.
2: No, I and I was I just got home at that time, and so I was wondering the same thing. Well, three twenty five. I understand it all right. They're going to show it but it has to be some kind of NFL scheduling agreement if you flip to a game and you have the late game you have to stay on i there's got to be justification you now if if
1: we if the noon kickoff would have been jets jags mm mm-hmm. No problem. Right. We've watched the whole game. Yep. We didn't get the Jets-Jags, we being viewers in Des Moines. There was another game in between, too. I don't know. I, I, think was, was. I was watching a game on... Um, who was I watching? I was watching the Vikes. I don't remember who I was watching late. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Vikes-Lions, and, but when it ended, I'm not sure what I switched to. But regardless of that, if, it, if the if the game that we were got at noon would have been Jets-Jags, no problem. But for them to switch you over there and keep you there. And Trent, this just wasn't Des Moines because if you listen to the broadcast, mm-hmm. Nance and Romo, Nance, welcomed everybody that most of you who are just joining us, I think, was the quote. Right. So that means... Outside of the local affiliates, probably Oakland, Denver... Everybody else else. was force fed overtime, Jets jets jagged. And then it didn't end until the final minute of overtime, which made it worse. I mean, timeout after timeout. They kicked the winning field goal, and there's a penalty on the uh, There's a flag on the field. You thought, oh my God, they're going to make him do it again, and he's going to miss, and we're going to have to. Okay, it's still not over, right? The game ends. Game's over. Yeah. Then what? Five minutes of commercials. (laughs) Meanwhile, the game in Denver they're going back and forth denver scored ha derby i guess made a hell of a catch one-handed touchdown catch local guy kinda didn't see it didn't see it didn't see it even with sunday ticket and Until that's the they other flip thing if to they're it, right if they're going have it on. us give us that option yeah and then if we watch that option and all of a sudden it flips to the you've got to watch your... We understand, okay, the game's over. It's safe to go back to Channel 8 or Channel 17. If, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. Do you have Red Zone? Yes. Did you check that? No. <laughs> nah, that,
2: that was your only yeah, hope. Yeah, you're right. But, but I, understand, swat- I completely understand your frustration. I was frustrated. I don't have a dog in the fight. I would much rather watch the beginning, though, of Raiders... Against the Broncos than right. I would the end of Jags Jets. I, that's the thing that's baffling. I was pissed off. If there was a national team, Cowboys, Steelers, whoever, makes sense. Mm-hmm. If there was a local, obviously makes sense. Jags Jets. I, Des Moines, use Iowa? Four, I use
1: all I use all one hundred and forty characters. And I was about to, and I thought, you know what, don't do that. Don't be that guy. Did it start with an F? Yeah, a couple of them. (laughs) (laughs) And I even include Garmin. I was yelling at him, and I know it's not his fault. Like, he has a switch in his house that he's going to do something. Oh, I was was beyond, my smoke coming out of my ears. I'm too old to have this, right? I'm too too old to have these things. Well, we'll get Andy on it. Yeah, we'll have money. An explanation would make sense. It just, Not asking too much. No, no. Tell us why. Right, because there, it's there going are to happen again. Yes, there if there's an early game that goes to yeah. overtime and you're waiting, if you're a Chiefs fan, uh, regardless, your Chiefs are going to play in that 325 window at mm-hmm. some point, and you might be, oh,
2: my God. Well, and the other thing that drives me absolutely crazy is Fox, since they just had the single game this week, mm-hmm. if game that you're watching ends early, Lions-Vikings ends early, say it ends at 1050, they flip to a game, 3 or 5 they're at a good game. they got to go away. Yeah, I know. They have to go away. Right, right.
1: And you're flipping around and go back to Sunday ticket. Yeah. We think the MLB blackout rules are antiquated. This one yesterday was right up there. We'll take a timeout. Off the Ames will go. Dylan Mons covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. He's standing by to help us preview Oklahoma and Iowa State on the Ken Miller Show at 1700 KBGG.
0: Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG.
4: It takes three things to push snow for a living. A truck, a blade, and a relentless, unwavering work ethic. So when it comes to the blade, choose one that matches your rugged resolve. Like the Fisher Plows HD2 Straight Blade from Schuling Hitch. Forged from high-strength, powder-coated steel, the Fisher HD2 will stand up to harsh Iowa winters and be with you storm after storm. Learn more about this and other Fisher Plows at Schuling Hitch Company in Des Moines and Ames.
5: Big Al's Barbecue is happy to announce his second location is now open at the Ramada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive. With two locations, there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area. Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone. Big Al's South now offers barbecue brunch buffet on Sundays from 11 to 3. Don't forget about the original East Side location just 900 feet north of the AE Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side and now open on the South Side of Des Moines. The Barbecue.
7: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten thirty one seventeen. Six
4: Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn, Harvest, Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessenhaus? Hard to find beers and limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a leader of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, Fourth and Court, Des Moines. Every 90 minutes, someone is
1: diagnosed with ALS, and every 90 minutes, someone passes away from the disease. Help provide support to these families and the ALS Association Iowa Chapter by participating in this year's Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS. The walk takes place on Saturday, October 7th at Principal Park. Registration begins at 8.30 a.m., with the walk beginning at 10. Registration is free at this great family-friendly event. Join the fight against ALS by walking with the ALS Association Iowa Chapter on October 7th. Learn more at walktodefeatals.org.
0: Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations. Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
5: Hi,
1: welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you each and uh, every Monday through Friday from noon until 2 o'clock. Let's get to Ames, shall we? Dylan Mons covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune, and uh, he joins us to take a a peek ahead to Oklahoma and Iowa State. It's an 11 o'clock kick uh, coming up on Saturday morning. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Dylan Mons? Doing well, guys.
8: How about yourselves?
1: Doing well. So you had a Saturday off, it was a a light. uh, a light week in the Big 12. I mean, Iowa State, Texas played uh, Thursday night, as you well know, but then only two games of the four schools that played, Dylan. And I don't know if you had an opportunity to do what the rest of the world does when you <laughs> that don't cover games for a living. Uh, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas State. Were you able to lay on the couch or, uh, and watch any of those games this past week? And if so, what did you think about the t- two other Big 12 games uh, that unfolded on Saturday?
8: Yeah, I didn't really get to see much of Kansas State and Baylor, but just by looking at the score and kind of following along on Twitter, um, you know, K-State kind of played how K-State plays and were able to come away and win that game. But Baylor, I think, is showing a little bit of progress and uh, might not be the gimme win that people thought they were going to be after the first three games of the season. And then I did get to watch the entirety of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. And, um, you know, that's, that's so hard to evaluate kind of just because I'm still shaky on what Texas Tech defense can be, but they played so well against Oklahoma State, and really, maybe even should have won that game. Had some chances to go down and steal that one. I think there's there's maybe some questions about Oklahoma State right now after their hot start. They lose to TCU and then um, looked rocky at times against Texas Tech. So I think it just reaffirms that this Big Twelve schedule, um, you know, is there's a lot of parity there. Obviously, Oklahoma's at the top, TCU is looking really good. But beyond that, there's. Uh, it seems like a lot of these teams do have question marks.
1: Uh, Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, is our guest. Dylan, uh, Matt Campbell's press conference uh, was held early. I know you were there. I watched it on Cyclones.TV. Um, give me uh, your biggest takeaway from uh, what you heard from Iowa State's head football coach.
8: Yeah, there are a lot of small little notes, but one of the things that stood out to me was Matt Campbell talking about Jacob Park and kind of how he's had to process this loss. And given how he played, obviously, um, probably the worst game he's had in his seven starts at Iowa State. Uh, and, and I think uh, Matt Campbell kind of just laid it out bluntly. Uh, Jacob didn't play very well, obviously, through three picks, uh, took four sacks. But the thing I think that Campbell was encouraged by was the ownership that, that Park took of, of it uh, in film study and, just talking to his teammates and things of that nature. Matt Campbell even said, um, he went up to Park and said, uh, being the quarterback is kind of like being the head football coach. you got to, um, you know, when you're doing well, everybody keeps all, all this praise on you. And uh, when you lose, uh, they want your head for it. So it's, uh, it's kind of, that's the nature of the position. Um, but the, the, the key to it is to kind of stay even and in the middle of it, not get too rattled. And it seems like Jacob Park is typically that kind of guy anyways. So it's it's going to be interesting to see now how he comes back nine days after that game and plays against an Oklahoma team that has, has really kind of, um, you know, outside of that Baylor game, that ended up being one a one-score. Uh, they've kind of really laid it on opponents. So that's going to be really interesting for me to see.
2: You know, a year ago they had opportunities in that Thursday night game against Oklahoma. A little more confidence than probably what we normally expect to see out of Iowa State when they're taking on the Sooners?
8: Yeah, I think so. Um you know, I think that's kind of the the thing and the familiarity of playing in the Big Twelve. You see every team every single year, so there's not as many secrets. And Oklahoma hasn't really changed a ton uh, going from Bob Stoops to Lincoln Riley. Um, you know, Riley still kind of had his hand in the offense, uh, and he was the offensive coordinator obviously previously. So they haven't really changed a ton in that way. Um, so I, I think Iowa State kind of knows what it's in for. Obviously, a really talented offense with a, a really good offensive line and a, a quarterback that is going to. Um, probably go to New York City for the Heisman Ceremony later this year. So, um, you know, there's not really any secrets as far as that goes, but now it's Iowa State kind of trying to snap itself back into focus after um, not playing very well offensively against Texas to try to, um, you know, learn from those mistakes and, and put them behind you as you go to Norman.
1: Uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you on Friday, the day after the game, for whatever reason, I didn't. Maybe it wasn't, you know, I mean, we only had you for a few minutes, and then the scheme of things wasn't the most, um, you know, pressing question at the time. But Landon Akers, uh, who I never, I didn't know who he was, I had to look him up. Um, you know, number eighty-two. There he was, returning kicks. It wasn't Mike Warren. They did go to, uh, you know, they did make a change in in special teams at the kick return. We thought it was going to be Johnny Lang, but th- there's Landon Acres back there. Uh, what, um, is that going to be the case going forward? Does Warren get his job back? And what happened? Did the internet legend, a legend, that Johnny Lang is, become?
8: Yeah, I think they've been trying to just find some consistency and see if any of those guys can can pop off some big plays. Obviously. Mike Warren had, I think, maybe one 30-plus yard return in his, his shot at it. So they went to Landon Akers, uh, who came out of, I think he's from Cedar Rapids, came out really talented and I think gray-shirted, it too, before actually joining the team. Um, he's just one of those options, uh, especially with Johnny Lang, who it sounded like was dinged up a little bit last week and wasn't able to go on Thursday. But it doesn't sound like that's necessarily going to be a long-term concern. Um, and he can still certainly be in that position to go have that job eventually. So uh, they went with Landon Acres mainly just to try to see if they could, uh, like I said, create some sort of big play, Gives the offense some, some juice there a little bit. But um, they didn't really have a ton of opportunities, obviously, in a, a low-scoring game. So I think it's just going to sound it sounds like it's still going to be kind of a, a musical cheers or a shuffling of guys until – um, they really can find a guy that can put the offense in good starting position.
2: Well, and another one of those guys that we saw a year, Kenai Nuangu, uh, back practicing. What's the latest on him? Is it uh, kind of an ease into things, or could it be all systems go? Kick return, maybe a couple of carries. What's the plan with Nuangu?
8: Yeah, I think they're they're still trying to be cautious with it. Obviously, they've they've kind of eased them slowly into uh this, this mode now where he's practicing in full pads and no contact yet, for him he's just still kind of um, getting into the swing of things a little bit. And with an Achilles injury, specifically with the type of player that he is where he likes to cut side to side and really makes those sharp movements, mm-hmm. uh, you want to be really careful with that as to not re-aggravate it before you're fully ready to go. So I think they're still going to give him time. And Matt Campbell said the staff is going to maybe take a couple weeks more just to kind of evaluate. Is he fully ready to go? Is there going to be any concern uh, of him re-injuring re- it? So I, I think, um, you know, we won't probably know until the middle of the conference. And then at that point, you have to wonder, is it, um, worth, is it? it, worth, yeah. is it worth it? Um, you know, how much can he help you in those last few games? If you're flirting with bowl eligibility, then, then maybe you decide you want to go bring him in just to, um, just to see what he can do for you. But otherwise, um, you know, you're going to be without him for most of the year. Do you preserve that red shirt and and have him for three more years beyond that?
1: Uh, the bowl eligibility, um, you know, you take a look at what's left on the schedule. We we started the conversation by you know by talking about the Baylor uh, Baylor game, and it was better than I think, more, or closer rather, certainly than than many thought. I mean, Baylor had a chance to take the lead late against K State. Uh, Texas Tech is clearly better, and that was one that you know, as you're trying to find six wins before the season, you put that one into the win column based uh, nothing else on sixty six to ten from last year. Um, it's going to be tough, Dylan. Does it? When you were in Ames over the weekend, or you know, around Iowa State fans, is did do you get the sense that it, that that they're resigned to the fact now that you know the hopes that they held out for that this was going to be the year that they get the six wins? Um, does does it feel like not that the season's ended, but does it feel like clearly uh, that there's some fans there that are starting to. Uh, realize that this probably is going to be another year uh, where there is no postseason for Iowa State?
8: Yeah, I think it's probably just one of those things where you take away some of the expectations you you might have had. Obviously, uh, if you, you flip one of these, if you win Iowa or if you win Texas, then you put yourselves in a really good position. And Iowa State, um, you know, they could have won that Iowa game, should have won that Iowa game, obviously don't do it. And I think that's just kind of, um resembles where the program is right now obviously um they are getting more talent they are getting better they are starting to look a little bit more um you know as as one cohesive unit they're they're obviously improving but they're still just a little bit away from i think uh, putting themselves over the hump and uh, again that was evident and against iowa and then um you know against texas obviously too so i don't think again like you said I, i'm not saying that the season's over, there's no hope for anything in these last eight games or whatever it is, but, um, you know, I think expectations maybe amongst fans are a little bit more tempered, and um, you want to go out and play well and, and, you know, beat Kansas and do things like that and at least put yourselves in a position like you did with Iowa and Texas to go at least have an opportunity to win those games.
1: Dylan, we'll catch up with you on Friday. Thank you, Dylan Montz. Yep, thanks, guys. Take care. Uh, Good to talk to you. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. You can read Dylan, Travis Hines, and company at the Ames Tribune as they cover Iowa State. Uh, Speaking of Iowa State basketball-wise, though, Mm -hmm. I saw something came out uh, earlier this morning. The Iowa State-UNI game is Cyclones TV only. MediaCom, Mm -hmm. MC22, and then if you have a subscription... You can watch it online in the Big Four Classic.
2: Well, we'll be looking for either uh, well will sign in for Cyclones TV. Well, I got one. You can probably borrow <laughs> ten bucks. Right? I'll bite the bullet, or maybe I'll just head down there.
1: To, I know to, you to, won't head do down to the well. Yeah, it, it's not Championship Weekend this. It, it, they moved off of that. Right. It, it, it's not that weekend. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Really? No. That's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Uh, I hate leaving Ankeny. Now, if they move the game in, probably not. Ankeny? Uh, no, I'm probably that's not. Going
2: cent- what's, what's closer, Centennial or uh, High? They're about the same, about aren't the they? the same yeah.
1: from Otter Creek. Even that. And 36 is now open the whole way. It was closed for like six months. Which Courtside is- seat, front desk right there. Uh. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Uh yeah, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. i we <laughs> not. We'll take a time out. Uh, we've still got uh, Nick Athen to get to. Doesn't it feel though, Trump? Just uh, if if Iowa State wins four, just to kind of finish up on our yeah. Iowa State conversation. Right, everybody's walking. Everybody's expecting improvement in year two under Campbell. I think the reality is setting in. It's not going to be easy. It's just mm. not yeah. going yeah. to be easy. Texas Tech is better. Baylor's winless. I'll give you that, but they've been in fights. Um, but after he, what they were the first two weeks, after they're what better. they were, they're way better. Totally yep. agree with you. They're they're taking steps. A lot of folks thought they were beating TCU. They're not beating TCU at even the other games at home. If they win, if they go four and eight, is Be that Kansas enough improvement? Kansas and somebody else. Kansas and somebody else. Is that enough improvement? Depends. Is that, maybe is the program still because ha- how many times have you? I wish I had a dollar for every program set it in the right direction. Yes, yes. It's going to happen under Campbell. They don't realize they said the same under McCartney. Uh-huh. McCartney under Chisick. Yep. Under roads, A lot of times under roads, A lot of times under roads. It's going to happen under Paul. Give it some time. Give yep. it some Paul. Uh, is four wins enough?
2: Is it's, that improvement? I, I don't think it's just wins. If it's four and eight, but that's all. You you sneak by Kansas and pull a freaky upset at West Oklahoma Virginia. State. But then you get blown out in every other game. Not enough. It has to be kind of all in color. I think just the record isn't enough. You have to look deeper. You have to see... Are they hanging around? Can well, they, they were in
1: games last year. They, they, were. Were they were. And I
2: think that's what led to this. And I think the same thing can still happen here. You beat Kansas. You beat Baylor. That alone's not enough. You also can't get blown out against Oklahoma. You can't lose by 40. And they're 28-point dog. You can't. Same against Oklahoma. If, if all those other losses are all double-digit losses... Mm-hmm. Then I think there might be some, hmm, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I thought we were improving. This mm-hmm. is same old Iowa State. So more than just the win-loss record,
1: I think it's going to be more than that for the fan base. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Uh, back to the NFL. Nick Athen covers the Chiefs. Chiefs-Redskins tonight. Uh, looking forward to this game. If you can't be in front of your TV and you're in front of a radio, you can hear it here. As You can hear every Chiefs game home and away all season long on 1700 KBGG.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KVGG. Are you in the mood for real,
2: classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right.
0: Villaggio.
5: Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat.
4: We interrupt your broadcast
0: to bring you this, a phenomenon from Wendy's that can only be described as a giant junior bacon cheeseburger.
4: A delicious anomaly doubling the size and taste of Wendy's iconic junior bacon cheeseburger. Double the bacon, double the cheese, and good heavens, double the fresh, never frozen beef. And what's this? A Wendy's giant junior bacon cheeseburger with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5.
0: Run, run to your nearest Wendy's! At participating Wendy's for a limited time, we'll include small fries and a drink, not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada.
1: That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote
0: hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-461-2525. That's 800-461-2525. 800-461-2525. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquotecom slash commercials. Or
6: price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
8: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at FoodDudesDelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at FoodDudesDelivery.com. Welcome back. It's the
1: final segment of a Monday edition. The Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself are with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Uh, 1,700 is the home of the Kansas City Chiefs, home and away all season long. Now, had the Chiefs not been playing tonight, you still could have heard the game, as uh, we have Westwood 1 here as well. So you get every Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night game. But tonight, you Chiefs fans will be listening to the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. They're the only unbeaten team in the NFL, Nick, after four weeks. Who'd have thunk there would be one left, and the Chiefs the last one? The Dolphins of 72 are waiting for before they pop the champagne. How are you?
3: You know what? Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, I actually thought about that this weekend. I thought, you know, this is crazy. The Rams are, what, 3-1. and one. The Broncos are 3-1. and one. The, the Buffalo Bills are 3-1. The Chiefs can be 4-0. and uh, It's all lined up in the, like this perfect storm almost for Kansas City. If they, can. they get to the next three, four games with wins, I mean, out of the driver's seat, you start thinking about it. Well, you know, what if the Giants aren't all that? The Cowboys aren't all that. Clearly, there's some holes in the AFC West. You know, maybe, maybe Kansas City can run the table and be 16 and 0. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, well, maybe for you.
1: <laughs> Not so much for this Broncos fan. But look, I like your team, Nick, and I've told you that all year long. I, I like this team. They're clearly going. To, they're they're clearly the team to beat uh, in the AFC West. What do you think this uh, this Redskins team? Uh, what worries you most about uh, Kurt Cousins and company trying to pick off the Chiefs? a uh, Tough place to do it at Arrowhead Stadium. But when you look at this Redskins sure. team, how they're put together, what worries you most about Washington tonight?
3: Well, I think what worries me is you know, it, it, Kirk, Kirk Cousins has been outstanding in the last uh, the first the, to start this season. I think he's with the highest quarterback rating in the last couple of years. He he, he just tore up the Oakland Raiders. Now as we saw. You know, the Raiders' defense isn't what it what it should be or what it was. Certainly not last year. Uh, they they've really struggled. So you know they didn't they didn't have a very good secondary to go after, uh, and they exploited it. If they go after, if, if Terrence Mitchell doesn't play well, if uh, if, if Sorenson doesn't play well, if Marcus Peters doesn't have his head in the game, you know this there's some matchup problems. Uh, you know Redskins' offense versus Chiefs' secondary. That's that's one of my concerns. Okay. The second concern would be. The second biggest concern I have is kind of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. We know at some point the Chiefs are going to have that letdown game. Um, and right now with, with what happened in the AFC West yesterday and looking at how these teams won and lost within the division, the importance to win tonight is absolutely huge for mm-hmm. Kansas City. It's going to give them a, a big a big leg up on, on the Raiders. Um, it's going to give them an advantage deal with the Broncos. Um, the Chiefs schedule kind of fits well against the AFC West over the next few weeks. Um, You know, so to keep mounting the wins, especially against an NFC team, um, certainly can't hurt. So I'm hoping that they don't read the press press clippings and they just go out there and play a solid football game. And uh, I'm anticipating they're going to do just that.
2: So, Nick, uh, I heard some interesting numbers over the weekend. After week one, making plays down the field that – Alex Smith is starting to regress back a little bit to what we have seen. His passes not going deep down the field, a lot of short and intermediate throws. Are you mm-hmm. seeing that? Is and then more importantly, is that a concern? As this high octane offense looks so good, maybe him reverting back to what he knows.
3: Well, I think these fans have to get realistic, and I think you have to look at the you have to look at Alex Smith logically from game to game to game. You know, against the Patriots he got virtually no pass rush. Against the Eagles, he got clobbered. Against the, the, the Chargers, he got clobbered. It's time to make those throws. Unfortunately, the way the Chiefs have their long passing game in, in play is that Smith has to go through at least one to two progressions before he can hit the long ball. And he has to have time in the pocket. And this offensive line has kind of let him down over the last couple of weeks. Now, I don't know if Parker Enger's gonna get his starting job back, but I think he needs to get back in there above Whitzman. Um, I like Zach Fulton over Mitch Morris actually because I, I think he's played really well um, in the last game plus. So I, I'm okay in that thing. But right now, to me, the offensive line is you know is another concern. If, if, if the Redskins have a terrific front seven, and they can certainly put pressure on the quarterback, and this is going to be a tough task for both their tackles tonight. So uh, you know that that has that has to improve. So yes, statistically speaking, Alex Smith's numbers down the field are shrinking. But that's not because he doesn't want to throw the ball that way, and it isn't that the guys aren't open. He just doesn't have enough time in the pocket to deliver it.
1: Hmm. Uh, Nick, as you well know, Kyro Santos was was really a weapon. He really was. I I, I didn't uh, have a ton of expectations around him. I thought McManus was better. I certainly thought uh, Janikowski was better even at the end. But you know what? Kyro Santos, every time I watched him you know, when the Chiefs needed to make a big yep. kick, he, he did. Now, having said that, he's out for a significant amount of time. Here comes a kid by the name of Harrison Butker who kicked it, I think, Georgia Tech. I know nothing about yep. him. Uh, what do you know about a guy who's, you know, filling some pretty big shoes in Cairo Santos and as tough as the Raiders and the Broncos and that schedule is going to yep. be? Uh, the the kicker's going to be relied upon, at least at some point in this season. What do you know about their new kicker?
3: Yeah, especially when you consider that they, they reached an injury settlement with Cairo Santos over the weekend, so they cut him. Oof. So he's no longer part of the team, and, and my understanding is that, not only is he potentially dealing with a, with a he's got a multiple leg issue, and the Chiefs didn't think they could come back, so they went out and got the guy. This this actually was a guy that was on their draft board, and uh, I don't think they had a seventh round pick if I if I remember correctly. This probably would have been their pick, but uh, you know he's he was a great kicker at Georgia Tech. I mean he had some, he he was great on long uh, long attempts. He had some mid range issues, but you know the the you know they liked him enough to put him on the practice squad, and he did very well in the preseason. He's got a super leg. He's a high-energy guy. Um, Now, is he Cairo Santos? No, but, you know, no one knew who Cairo Santos was except for John Dorsey when they brought him in here. So, you know, I'm not one of these kickers who are a dime a dozen, but I think they're five cents a dozen. And I think that, you know, the Chiefs felt that this was the best guy. And and they had a lot. They, They believe in this kid. Again, he was on their draft board, and I don't think they would have reached an injury settlement with Cairo Santos, making him a free agent because he's not coming back to the Chiefs because the Chiefs have two designations for injured reserve return, and one of those is going to be for Nelson and the other is going to be for Holly. So there was no place for him. So, you know, kudos to, 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 He went out and got probably the, the best kicker he could find young kicker he could find uh, that was on a practice squad. And, and we'll see, but you're right. I mean, this is tough. I mean, you know, you're kicking an arrowhead where the wins can be really tricky and then you've got to the comp, you know, he hasn't been at this level of competition and, He's going to have to tie the game or make a game winner at some point this season, and let's hope he let's hope he can do that. If not, I'm sure the Chiefs will bring in three or four more kickers here in the next couple of weeks.
2: Uh, Eric Fisher, I saw last as questionable. Haven't seen anything today. An update: If Fisher is out, what they're going to do with that offensive line?
3: Uh, I think he'll play. I, I think he'll be okay. Um, you know, I think that I think it's a, it's a nagging thing. I think it's one of those things. You know. He was questionable, but uh, I'm I'm pretty confident that he's going to play. But you know they have some depth on the offensive line now, where they didn't have it before. So you know even if they if they had Fisher, maybe they move Schwartz to left tackle. Um, you know we'll, we'll see what happens. And my understanding is that uh, he, he's probably going to play tonight.
1: Uh, Nick, last thing for you the the Patriots, mm-hmm. um, you know everybody just assumed right that it's here we go again. It's right. New England the afc championship's going through foxborough the last the last place you want yep. to go to you know before you get to the super bowl is to try and win a game in foxborough uh the patriots are two and two uh the chiefs win on thursday night i'm not minimizing it one bit the season hadn't started yet we didn't know how the, yep. the patriots were going to be uh showing any signs of uh, be- becoming mortal again but it right now it's the bills the steelers the jags and the chiefs the afc if indeed the patriots are down and uh the i mean if let's let's get crazy here the afc goes through arrowhead and it could uh, the way things are shaping up right now, you'd, you'd, you'd have to feel pretty good about your chances. It looks as though maybe, just maybe, the Patriots dynasty might be uh, coming to an end.
3: Well, you know, I, I, I think you and I have talked about that quite a bit in the offseason, that at some point Tom Brady's going to look 40. That's not the problem. The problem is the defense. defense. is yep. horrible. It's just uh, I've never seen a Bill Belichick team coach that way. And, and yeah, you're right. And the Chiefs have a huge advantage. Let's I mean, look at it this way. Let's assume they win tonight and they can somehow win this game at Houston, which all of a sudden has become a different football game because of the performance of Deshaun Watson. The Chiefs will beat, if they can beat Houston and then Pittsburgh, they're talking about beating probably the, the, the division winners. They've already beat New England. If they beat Pittsburgh and they beat Houston, uh, they're, they're in pretty darn good shape. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they beat Pittsburgh. They, they'll have the tiebreaker, which means they'll have a two, basically a two-game lead over mm-hmm. every one of those teams. Um, so it's right there, all in front of them for them, and I think Kansas City realizes it again. I, I think this is this is a, kind of one of those this is one of those perfect storms. I mean, everything's just lining up properly for the Chiefs, and all the Chiefs have to do is not shoot themselves in the foot. And uh, you know, again, I, I marvel at this football team because we talked all offseason about all the distractions, the Mac, on the Charles, the Dorsey firings, the mm-hmm. you know the the, the the drafting of Mahomes, the, the abruptness of the. The change of the offense, Brad Childress is putting in the spread, you know, offense to fit Mahomes, and Al Smith is thriving under it. So, you know, the defense is playing better. They lost Eric Berry, and they're still okay. It's just, you know, you just have a sense and a feel. Um, I hate the word destiny, but I just think you've got everything lined up for Kansas City, but, you know, they have to win games like this. They have to win tonight, and they have to make a statement at Houston and arguably what was one of the best quarterback performances I've seen by rookie in like forever uh, last week, this past weekend in, in Houston. So these next two games over the next six days are critical for Kansas City, and, uh, and they take care of business. They're, they're, they're going to put themselves in a really good position because the Broncos and the Raiders have problems. And uh, I think the Broncos offensively, they've got some issues as far as consistency goes, and the Raiders, forget the fact that Carr was put on the shelf with a, with a, with a back bruise. Um, their offense isn't playing well. and Their defense, their back seven their is probably just, yeah. It's horrific. Yep. It's horrific.
1: No doubt. Nick, great stuff. We'll preview uh, the Sunday nighter with you on Friday afternoon in your normal spot. Appreciate That's it. Right. and uh, We'll talk to you then.
3: All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank I appreciate you, Nick, it. Nick Athens.
1: Follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider, at Chiefs Insider. Trent, uh, final 30 seconds here. Who do you like tonight? Skins in the points. Taking the seven? Grabbing the I seven. I would, too.
2: uh, I would, too. Yeah, maybe even hopefully there's a hook by the time
1: kickoff comes around. How about next Monday in the Windy City? Trubisky. Okay, but what are you watching? You're going to watch Trubisky or Game 3 of the Natties and the Cubs Monday night? Fairs, fairs. Well, it depends on how that series is going to. Yeah, so it might be pretty good. Yeah. So here's hoping it's tied 1-1. That would be nice. More baseball better. That's going to do it for today. Do we have time to get to your guest list? What are you guys, you and Jimmy B, doing today? Uh,
2: Tom Caker will be here. Mark Simon from ESPN on a little baseball. Zubin Mahente and Wolfgang
1: all to come. Good stuff. That's going to do it for today. We're back tomorrow from noon until 2, Monday through Friday. Local sports on your radio. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG.
4: Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn, Harvest, Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessenhaus. Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines. Adaptability. No matter what the situation you're in, it's important. Fisher Plows knows that too. And with that in mind, they've crafted the Fisher XLS Expandable Length Commercial Snow Plow. The XLS can expand from 8 to 10 feet, then angle the wings to a scoop or ultimate wind-growing configuration. That's adaptability and efficiency. 30% more efficiency to be exact. Learn more about XLS and other Fisher plows at Shuling Hitch Company, Des Moines, and Ames. ShulingHitchCompany.com We interrupt your broadcast to bring you this, a phenomenon from Wendy's that can only be described as a giant junior bacon cheeseburger. A delicious anomaly doubling the size and taste of Wendy's iconic junior bacon cheeseburger. Double the bacon, double the cheese, and good heavens, double the fresh, never frozen beef. And what's this? A Wendy's giant junior bacon cheeseburger with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5. Run, run to your nearest Wendy's.
0: At participating Wendy's for a limited time, we'll include small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada.
6: Staples has everything you need to keep your office humming for less, so you can run your business with confidence. The confidence that you can afford to replace that old printer that makes more noise than copies. The confidence to generate bold new ideas and the toner to put them on paper. The confidence to print a proposal that looks as crisp as your suit. Everything your business needs for less at Staples. And now buy two reams of Staples brand paper and get one free. Staples. It's Proton. Select SKUs. In store only. Plus tax where
5: applicable expires 10 7 17.
7: Right now, Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil is on sale for just $4.29 a quart. Quality motor oil at an affordable price. A deal so good it practically sells itself. Which begs the question, what do we do with the rest of this commercial? Repeat the deal, I guess. Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $4.29 a quart. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 10-31-17.
8: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow.